Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who will win. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans. Where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! IO! Welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I am Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wilds. And you are you. And we're so thankful that you stopped in tonight to the OHIO Podcast. We are looking forward to a great show tonight. But we are not the only ones here tonight, obviously. Paul Buckeye's in. What up, fellas? Good to see you tonight, Paul. Good to have you. Um, let us know where you're all watching from. Larry Daniels says he's watching from mostly sunny central Florida. Larry went camping this weekend. Thought of you uh, down there with your uh, lovely bride in, in, in the RV there in Florida. Ryan Wickerham's in the house. What up, guys? What up, Ryan? Robert Allen. He's a, he's a winner. Robert Allen, who won our... Uh, fantasy football draft recently he just got his uh nice little autographs uh from my personal collection because he won uh good job robert good to have you tonight and he's probably watching from hopefully his home he's a truck driver out all over place all over the country sent me some beautiful pictures robert did of being out in the west coast snow-capped mountains as he was driving down the road that was those were pretty awesome robert thank you so much all right unfortunately folks um, we don't have our guest tonight, uh, but we do want to congratulate Cornelius Green on being a grandfather. Yeah. Uh, welcome the new a new baby into the world in the family, and so he's unable to be with us tonight. But congratulations, Courtney Green. Uh, certainly, we hope to get you on the show very very soon. But that does not mean that we don't have some great content for all of you tonight. Which, by the way. Ryan Wickerham got a new Blocko tattoo Saturday. Well, well done, Ryan. Can't wait to see that at the tailgate. So <clears throat> we've got some awesome topics, everything, but I want to start here. 104 days. 104 days, which means in four days, Chris, 
we start the countdown. Yes. The countdown begins. And so tonight I want to go ahead and since we have a little bit of extra free time without a special guest and we're going to have some huge ACC Big Ten news that we need to dive into that involves uh, Notre Dame and possibly even some new rivalries down the road that we want to discuss as well tonight. But all of that being said, we want to give all of you tonight who are watching live a sneak peek at what we are doing this year um, for the countdown. Now, we've done graphics the last couple years, and everybody seems to like that. You know, 99 days, 98 days, and you throw a graphic up of a player who wore 99 and one who wore 98, etc. But check out this video that is going to be running, that we're going to run every single day. I hope you guys enjoy this. Check this out. So, starting, I believe that will be Thursday, you will see these, these videos running every single day. I cannot tell you how much it costs for us to throw stuff up on that scoreboard, man. Chris, it's astronomical. A little bit. The only question is, do you think we will receive a letter this time, too? Oh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's, is it only a matter of time? Well, we're either going to have to get a lawyer or on retainer, or I'm going to have to go back to law school, Eric. What are yeah, the, yeah, the two? What <laughs> are the two? It's going to have to happen. Oh, man. You know, I, I'm just I'm a little concerned that we're going to have to change our, our, our name to Ohio Podcast because we have, yeah. the, we have the word the in front of it. But, uh, gosh, I love Ohio State, but, man, they need, to, whoop, they need to pull back on the reins a little bit when it comes to that stuff, man. Yeah. My goodness. All right, let's dive into our first topic tonight. Are you ready, Chris? Let's do it. The ACC, are they breaking up? What's going on and who is coming to the Big Ten? Well, Chris, let's dive right into this. Let me let me give you the background before I get your reaction, kind of lay out the foundation here for everybody and, and, and kind of what's going on a little bit, all right? So it's been about a week or so since news broke that – the ACC has seven schools who have lawyered up to fight the grant of rights deal that runs through the year 2036, Chris. Mm -hmm. The exit fee to leave the ACC is $120 million. Um, and even if you leave the ACC... The way the contracts are written, the ACC owns your school's television rights through the year 2036. So seven schools have lawyered up to explore whether or not they can get out of this contract with the ACC. Those seven schools are Florida State, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia and Va Tech. That's kind of the basis right now of what we've heard as far as what's going on. Now there's a lot of there's a lot of ins and outs and nuts and bolts that we need to kind of screw and screw out and and dive into here, Chris. But I want you to give me your initial thoughts of when you heard this news come down the pike that there were seven schools looking to get out of their huge contract with the ACC. No, by the way, the reason why they want to do this, it's it all comes down to the dollars and cents. It's all yes. about the money, all about the Benjamins, right? The revenue. Yep. Here's why. The ACC signed a contract for 20 years with ESPN and ABC back in 2016 for $17 million per school per year. Now, you take that and you compare that to, let's say, the Pac-12, who signed one in 2012 for 12 years 
with ESPN, ABC, and Fox, they get $20 million per school. So even though that contract was four years older, each school is still getting $3 million more than the ACC. Let's go to the Big 12. You know, the Big 12 just lost Texas. Oklahoma picked up Cincinnati, uh, Central Florida, and a couple other ones. I'm forgetting who they are at this moment. But they signed a contract. They they actually are going to up their contract. Their contract comes up in 2025 and is going to be with ESPN, ABC, and Fox. That's who the rumor is, and it's going to be around $32 million per school. Okay. That actually, they signed it. It starts in 2025. So it starts in 2025, and it's for six years, and it's $32 million per school. So let me put that in perspective for you. Central Florida and Cincinnati will be making, uh, quick math, $15 million more than Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Now let's look at the big two. The SEC, contract with ESPN and ABC, starts in 2024. Runs through 2034, so 10 years, 51 million per school. How about we talk Big Ten? Big Ten's contract is with CBS, Fox, and NBC, starts this year in 2023, is only a seven year contract. That's important here. Yeah, seven year contract. Each school is reportedly getting a guaranteed 67 million. However, I have heard it's 90 million. In all honesty, yeah, that it's ridiculously high. Um, but that's what was reported on CBSSports.com was 67 million uh, per school, which is still 16 million more than the next largest conference of the SEC. So, the, all those things considered, Chris, what do you think here? What do you think's really going on? Is it's all about the money? It is. But what's going to happen? What, what What's your feelings on this thing? Let's really dive into this tonight. Well, you know, the, you, you have the lawyers from both sides coming out and saying, oh, well, this is patched up. We're good. We're good. They're not good, Eric. They're, they're not good at all. I mean, you, you ran down the numbers, but just to throw it out there, last year, um, the, the, the Big Ten made $845.6 million. Uh, you know, and it, it it just it boggles the mind when you look. The ACC only made six hundred and seventeen million. I say only, but it, it really is a huge difference. You've got these seven schools who are carrying. I mean, and basically that's what it's. They are carrying the conference. Half of the conference, you know, when you talk about Clemson, North Carolina, Miami, Florida State. North Carolina State, Virginia, Virginia Tech. These are not just schools. They're brands. Whereas, you know, some of the other members, your Georgia Techs, um, I mean, Duke's a, a pretty good brand as far as basketball goes. But uh, outside of that, they're not, you know, every now and then they have an okay football team. They're not a powerhouse football squad. Um, so these seven teams have every right to expect more. And my understanding is that's the, what they initially talked about was they wanted a bigger share of the pie. Yes. Uh, these seven these seven brands felt they should have a bigger share given the fact that they are the draw of the conference. And they're right. But, Eric, you take this a step further and, and you look at this and with the way NIL is now, with the way that you've got places like Missouri, the state of Missouri – instituting this new legislation, which basically equivocates to pay for play, where the coaches now can go in and help negotiate the NIL deals for these recruits and, and players. If the AC is, ACC isn't going to pony up the dough to these schools that, that are you know blue bloods, that are brands, then somebody else is going to. And it's going to be the Big Ten and the SEC. And I think we both know that. Uh, you know, you're going to have the rich getting richer, and the poor just falling off the face of the earth. I see within the next five years, you're, you're going to see the Pac-5 look like one of these shell con- or Pac-5. You're going to look like the ACC, look like the Pac-12, the Big 12. It might end up being the Pac-5 when it's well, all done. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we saw that with, uh, what was it, the uh, the Mountain West uh, breaking away from the WAC, you know, 
like 25 years ago, and it just decimated both conferences. I don't see that happening because you're, we are in the era of the power conference. So these top tier schools are going to be SEC. They're going to be Big Ten. And, and you're going to have three schools or three conferences in the, pa the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the ACC, which I'm just going to call them shell conferences at this, this point where they've got a few schools and then they're filling up with inferior teams from the group of five just to fill a roster, just to say they're a conference. And yeah. despite, like I said, despite what we're being told, the ACC is imploding. I give it five years at best before, you know, it's gone. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of the experts say three to four years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. Mm. And, and then it, the other thing you have to look at is there is kind of an interesting dynamic from the playoff standpoint as well. Because if the ACC keeps their status, if the Big, or Big 12 and Pac-12 keep their status, even though they're doing it with inferior teams, as it's written right now, their best team is going to get into the playoff. They've got for, to buy. For two years. Yes. It, uh, it, it'll be rewritten in 2026, but for 2024 and 2025, that's true. That's absolutely true. And, Robert and, Allen says a few of those have been trying to join the AAU medical research that the Big Ten requires, and that's good. That's a good point, Robert. However, Nebraska is not an AAU school anymore. No. And, and you know what? Notre Dame is not in. Right. You, you, so, you, you know right now if Notre Dame called the Big Ten offices and said, listen, we're ready to join, they don't care. That, that's yeah, a big brand. They're, they're going to have them in there tomorrow. That's our next topic, so we'll get so, to that. Let's read Donald Hoffer's uh, 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 comment here. It's a good one. I can see Syracuse, Louisville, Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and possibly Notre Dame for sports outside of football if they stick to the geographical destinations. However, I'm not entirely sure if some of these schools meet the academic requirements, though. Um, Big Ten academic requirements are no longer what they used to be, by the way. You only have to have a 1.8 GPA to still remain eligible to play sports. Yeah. Now, by school, that'd be a little bit different, but that's the Big Ten regu regulations. Uh, he also says, I would be interested in North Carolina, Duke, NC State goes north to the Big Ten or goes SEC. So there's a lot of moving parts here, Donald. There's absolutely there yes. Okay. Uh, Larry Daniel says, it's great to be Indiana. <laughs> think about this for a second lowly purdue you ever been to west lafayette chris we're gonna go this year i have not been i'm looking forward to us going over this year it's smaller than toledo yeah. ohio purdue university is cashing a check from the big 10 quadruple what clemson is from the acc and, and and really, I mean, there's there's no logical reason that should be happening, Eric. I mean, you think about it. Clemson, at least in terms of, of football and, and basketball, have been relevant in the last decade. You know, the, the only thing that Purdue does is every now and then they stick something up our backside there to, to screw us out of a, a, a run. But, you know. Uh, Purdue's only real relevance as far as football goes recently has been the fact that occasionally they'll knock off a powerhouse. Yep. They're, they're not out there, you know, performing at the level that Clemson has historically performed at over the last decade. All right. So here's, here's the rumors. Let me dive into what's going on. So here's what I, here's what I know for a fact is what this is about. Clemson, Florida state, Miami, North Carolina, and NC state to a degree. Virginia Tech, Virginia, they're just coming along for the ride of this thing. These schools are deathly afraid that without the revenue that is being produced in, say, the SEC and Big Ten, they are going to fall woefully behind yes. when it comes to football. Yes. And that is why they are doing what they are doing. They are hoping... And this is why Virginia Virginia Tech hitched their wagons here to the other five schools. They are hoping that they can go back to the negotiating table with the other seven schools and say, we pull in more revenue, therefore we want a bigger chunk of the paycheck in, mm. order, to, in order to stay legitimate in, in, in college football. It's going to destroy the other seven schools. It would be like, for Larry Daniels' uh, 
comment here. Ohio State says, Indiana, you're worth about $15 million. We're going to take from you the other 40 and give them to us. So instead of you getting 90 and us getting 90, you get 15, and now we're going to make $130 million. Do you think with Indiana already can't compete? Right. That would destroy them. Those other seven schools are going to be like, no way. Right. No way. Right. And, and this is the thing. You look at that, and, and again, maybe Virginia and Virginia Tech, like you said, are making that power play to keep the conference alive, get a bigger chunk of the pie, but also secure those spots as far as, like I said, if if they manage to keep the status of a, of a power five conference, keep that automatic bid. Mm-hmm. So, since those other seven are going to say no, the bigger schools, the Clemson, Miami, Florida State, North Carolina, yes. NC State, yeah. kind of, are, are hoping that if they can get out of their contract, they can do one of two things. They can either go to a bigger conference, such as the SEC or Big Ten, or go independent and sign a big-time deal with a major network like Notre Dame has. The only because, thing is, because know, the I, money they would get from that is still greater than what they're getting from the S, S, from excuse me from the ACC. Yes, Chris. Yeah, but I, I look at that and I could see, uh, you know, as you said, I could see North Carolina being able to pull that off. I could see maybe Clemson being able to pull that off. I mean, yeah, Virginia is a few years removed from a basketball national title, but I don't see them pulling that off. Uh, you know, Virginia Tech, I don't see pulling that off. I'm not thinking. I don't think NC State can pull that off. Uh, North Carolina, Clemson, I think they can pull it. Miami and Florida State maybe could pull that off, although Miami is is you know that team that you know at the beginning of the year is, is always a national championship contender, and by the end of the year isn't even in the top twenty-five. They are not the 1980s Jim Kelly, Bernie Kosar, Vinny Testaverde, Miami team anymore. Uh, to answer your question, Donald, how much of that money goes into the school academic facility versus the athletic department? None. Goose egg. It's all athletic department money. Um, it's actually conference money is what it is. And then it gets yeah. dispensed between, after, between the, the major institutions. Now, how they spend that Upgrades in facilities, uh, coaches' salaries, um, the money it takes to, to fly these kids across country. And here's the big one, your Olympic sports that generate yeah. $0. Yeah. That's how they keep those, those scholarships for those kids, the equipment for those kids, the travel, the housing for those kids, all of that. that those sports generate nothing. They're negative. And so without the big football paycheck, those sports go, they're cut out. So that's, to answer your question, that's what all that money is going to. And eventually, it's going to go into players' pockets. Let's just call it like it is. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Okay, now let's move on to the rumors of who's going where and who's contacted who. I don't work for the Big Ten Network. I don't work for the Big Ten Athletic Department. Okay, so I wasn't receiving these phone calls. But here are the schools that have contacted the Big Ten. From the Pac-12, we already know that Oregon, Washington, and to a degree Stanford have dipped their toe in the Big Ten to acquire about joining the conference. From what we we this has been this is out there. This is in the public. The Big Ten has said we will do our homework on Washington and Oregon. They did not say Stanford. I think Stanford has a lot to do with Notre Dame, possibly. Yes. Okay. Now, from the ACC, here are the other schools that have contacted the Big Ten who are hoping that if this goes down, they want to be Big Ten members. North Carolina, Virginia, and this one is crazy, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's been very quiet. Georgia Tech's Atlanta. It's, it's what you now we know the Big Ten likes to go to a big city. Okay. Mm -hmm. Miami, I, you're hearing a lot of people about Miami, the Big Ten. 
I have not heard that they have officially called the Big Ten. North Carolina, Virginia, and Georgia Tech. Now, for the crazy rumor that's out there, if the ACC breaks up and the SEC pulls a couple here and the Big Ten pulls a couple here, what's going to happen to the remaining schools? The Big East is opening their doors again to college football. And they will have the largest mega basketball conference in the country. Yeah. So they already have a few schools that still play football, but they're independents. Right. Connecticut's one. UMass, I think, still has a team. UMass. So Connecticut, UMass, and then you would get, say, Syracuse back, Duke, uh, Pitt, probably Virginia Tech. So there's six teams right there. Um, we'll see who else they would could could maybe Louisville. They'll probably pick. Yeah. Um, and then the Big East becomes a relevant football, to a degree, a relevant football conference once again. So, if the ACC falls apart, look for the Big East to gobble up what's left and try to become a football conference once again with a ginormous basketball That's conference. Cool. Yeah. We're talking like twenty plus schools in there in there and their basketball conference. Yeah. Um, so that's the other crazy rumor. Now, some other teams, these are these are just rumors. These I again, these are just someone could have made these up on on uh message board somewhere. But here are two schools that could possibly end up in the Big 10, both from the state of Texas. TCU, mm-hmm. Dallas Market, right? Just was in the college p- football playoff. And Texas A&M, because they are still butthurt about Texas joining the SEC. I'm going to talk about that at the end of the show, Eric. Ah, okay. Okay. So those are the crazy rumors we're hearing, guys. It's 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 absolutely nuts to think that that, that this could all be happening. Just like uh, NIL, I think is what he went. This is going to have to, uh, to organize under NCAA umbrella or it will decimate the sport. It's moving that way, Larry. It's just there's it's a train. It's got too much momentum, unfortunately. And honestly, I don't think that it needs to be organized under the NCAA. I think we've talked about this before, Eric. At this point, we need a commissioner. We need a Roger Goodell in there to step in and be in charge. Donald Hoffer, you think Cincinnati will join the Big East if that happens? No, I think they're in no. bed with the Big Twelve. I think them in West Virginia are are in the Big Twelve. I can see the Big Twelve going after Virginia Tech too and saying, I think "Hey." Too. You know, we've got that little region of the Appalachian Mountains there in Cincinnati, and 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 that's, you know, the coast-to-coast idea mm-hmm. that the Big Ten is doing. This is the other, other thing about this that I want to mention before we talk Notre Dame here. The Big Ten was not joke when they said they want to be a coast-to-coast conference. Where the SEC is located, the Big Ten is trying to do this, yep. circle around them. And... It's actually a pretty good strategic move, yeah. in all honesty. So yeah. it's crazy to think about Karen Warren actually had started something kind of smart, but when it cut when it comes to this right here, it was actually a pretty good move. Yes, um, that that contract with those those television companies is just astronomical. All right, <clears throat> now to the next rumor. Notre Dame. What does this all do for Notre Dame? Is it only a matter of time before the Irish are in the Big Ten? I put the Bog Ten there. My bad. Spelling out my name. <laughs> the Big Ten. Chris. Yeah. You know how I like the Always Irish podcast. Yes. I get on there and and do my thing with those guys every now and then. Eric, you're killing me. You're killing me. I'm just going to say that right now. Let's just not. <laughs> what do you mean? You're you're cutting into my end of the show talks here, Eric. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But let's talk Notre Dame. We got because yeah, we can't talk, talk what Dame. we just talked about and not talk about the Irish. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, they're only affiliated with the ACC technically through basketball, but there's no. loose affiliation through football as well. They are every other sport. They are in the ACC right, except except, for, except football. for football and one other one, hockey. hockey. They're in the Big Ten in hockey. Yeah, that's because the ACC's got no hockey teams. Right. So, well, it's 140 degrees in the shade in most of their cities, Aaron. <laughs> right. So, what's going to happen to Notre Dame? Notre Dame's, they are terrified right now what's going to go on. They love and cherish their independence. Yes. 
And I'll tell you, it comes down to three things. Okay. One, Notre Dame could say, okay, we're going to hitch our wagons. We're going to double down on the ACC. I don't think this happens, but they could say we could, we're going to double down on the ACC. We know we're going to go in there and dominate football and get the conference's automatic bid every year. We're going to go in there and you know be relevant in basketball and have a, a great basketball program that it may not be up to Duke. It may not be up to Syracuse, but it's a great program. They could go to the Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A., members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Big 10, I think this is probably their likely choice. The reason being, I think, A, TV revenues are going to be too ridiculous for them not to. They have a great just geographic rivalry setup. Uh, you know, if you look, not only does it make sense, but you've got Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue right there, uh, Northwestern even, who can all funnel huge crowds over to South Bend for game days. Uh, you know, we travel well. The Big Ten Conference travels well, specifically Ohio State. But, I mean, when you look at the geographic location, it just makes sense. The city of South Bend and the university would just stand to make so much money from the Big Ten flooding South Bend on football weekends. Uh, you know, and, and honestly, and, and I, again, I don't want to get my, ahead of myself right now, but just with what's been going back and forth in this little home-and-home home series with Ohio State and Notre Dame, I think it's fueling a lot. I do. We've also got natural... Um, you know, a natural rivalry there already built in with USC and Notre Dame. Uh, and as you mentioned, maybe Stanford's in the mix to help seal that deal. Uh, but I think it makes a lot of sense for Notre Dame to come on in to the Big Ten, fully commit. Uh, I, I think that the money is going to be a huge reason why, obviously. Yes, they value their independence. But you know what? Here's the thing. We are going to the Super Conference, Eric. You and I have been talking about this on the show, even when Aaron was still you know, on the show with us regularly. We were all talking about the Super Conference is coming. We're going to have two massive conferences and everybody else at some point. And we have the ability to shut out Notre Dame if they don't join one of these conferences. Notre Dame can basically be pushed away. Because we can say, well... Okay, Notre Dame might go undefeated every year, but they don't have anybody on their schedule that's worth anything because the Big Ten and the SEC won't schedule them because, you know, they're 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 you know muscling them because they didn't want to join a conference, and the new playoff doesn't have. I mean, it's got the at-large bids, and but Notre Dame would have to go undefeated every year in order to get one, I think, because they're going to have no strength of schedule. Robert brings up a really good point when he says the Big Ten has all their rivals, or will have, yes. Yeah. Um, for the most part, they have the Miami rivalry, which I will talk about in a little bit. Um, that it's kind of like Ohio State. I mean, there's a they don't yeah. play regularly. Uh, I Navy, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, but but you know what, Navy's not going to get you into the playoff, Eric. No. So their big rivalry, big rivalries, USC. They hate USC. Boston College. But... Um, uh, that's kind of like that would be well, if Ohio State put Cincinnati on the schedule. That's year. kind of like our rivalry with Illinois, the Illabuck. Yeah, Illabuck. Okay, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, no, their big rivalry is is USC, and then after USC, they don't like Stanford, but they they tend to win that game, you know, handily. Mm -hmm. Michigan's a big one for them. 
And so, and, and Michigan will tell you too that they have a rivalry with uh, with, uh, with uh, Notre Dame as well. Um, Donald Hopper, this conference alignment talk sounds more like war game discussions than college sports. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. really does. It is. It's it's crazy. It, it it is absolutely crazy. All right, so here's here's what's going on with Notre Dame. If the ACC breaks apart, as you well as you well lined out, Chris their options here's what they're hoping will happen they are hoping that the big 10 will give them an acc like deal meaning we take on all of their teams but the football team remains independent and they schedule big 10 teams for about six to eight games a year do you You like that i don't I don't. I think either they commit or you pressure them. And you can bet that's what the SEC is going to do. They're not going to take them for six games. The SEC is going to be the same way. You you either commit, you get in, or you try to stay independent and take your chances. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't see the benefit of it otherwise. Eventually, as you mentioned, the Big Ten can stiff arm and say, okay, you're not going to play any of our schools if, unless you join our conference. Right. Um, eventually, they're going to join a conference. Yes. And if the ACC doesn't exist, they're going to join the Big Ten. Yes. Now, what does that look like for them? I've heard several different options. I've heard that the NBC pays them $75 million. And whatever else they would have made by being a Big Ten school, the Big Ten go ahead and flips the rest of that to them. So if every school's getting ninety million from the Big Ten and, and NBC pays Notre Dame seventy five, then the Big Ten will say, "Here's another fifteen for being in the conference." Mm-hmm. I, you know, that way everybody still makes the same, even though they get their independent network for every home game in NBC because they they cherish that as well. I've but heard that as an on, option. They're, they're showing up streaming on Peacock now a lot too, aren't they? On Which is NBC. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but, they've actually taken a couple of the games off TV and put them exclusively on Peacock. Question to all of you, Big Ten and Ohio State fans out there. Do you want to see Notre Dame in the Big Ten? Yes or no? You want to see them in the, in the Big Ten? Chris, what do you think? Yes or no, I, Notre absolutely. Dame in the Big Ten? I 100% yeah. want them in the Big Ten. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I'm with you. I, I like it. I think it's a natural rivalry for Ohio State. I think it's a natural rivalry for that team up north. I would love to see Notre Dame versus Penn State. I think that would be a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see, shoot, I'd watch Notre Dame versus Minnesota. I mean, I just, I love watching, you know, Midwest football, Big Ten football. So want to see Notre Dame in the conference, yes or no? Let us know in the comments section. Uh, we will share that with all of you. This has been an, a, a kind of a an interesting topic. Robert says yes. You know, as we get into the summer and we get into this, I don't expect any of this to happen this offseason. I don't think no. it's going to move that fast. But it could happen within a year or two all of a sudden. You see a couple big schools saying we're going to this conference, especially if they can get out of that out of that contract. Uh, Larry Daniel says, "I'd love to see the Bucks put a whooping on Dabo Sweeney every year." Yes to Notre Dame. Ooh, he says, "Bring on Clemson as well." I just don't see that happening. No, Clemson. Clemson. If they go, they're going SEC. I don't think there's any question there. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and uh, play a quick commercial. We'll go to our quick commercial break. When we come back, we got another reaction video we want to share with all of you that's going to spur on an entire another debate, very similar with what we're talking about right now. So hang tight, everybody. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, and we are back in our first comment after commercial break. Donald Hoffer says, yes to Notre Dame being in the Big Ten Conference as a full member. They shouldn't have special circumstances because they are Notre Dame. I agree. 
I agree. Okay. So <laughs> Chris set up this, uh, this, this video we're about to share with everybody. So I'm sitting here watching the, the little Facebook memes or the Facebook uh, reels because Eric, when I'm bored, that's what I just like to do sometimes. And I come across this video of a young lady who's talking about college football rivalries. Um, and, and, you know, I had to send it to you when I saw the end of this video because, you know, she starts out making a little bit of sense. She acknowledged some, some legendary rivalries. Uh, you know, some of the initial ideas she had for her suggested rivalries even made a little bit of sense. But about two, two suggestions in, she lost me, Eric. Maybe three, but she lost me. And by the end of this thing, the only thing I could say is the woman clearly knows nothing about sports and even less about college football. Oh, ouch. All right, let's play this let's and play see, what video. You, see what you all think. All the rivalries in all sports, and there are some amazing ones. We know Red Sox, Yankees, Lakers, Celtics, Packers, Bears. College football has the best ones, the most heated ones, the most emotional ones, and I don't care what anybody says. Alabama, Auburn, they shoot each other. Ohio State, Michigan, we know the drill. I decided to create some new rivalries, top five, no particular order, that make the most sense to me. They did it on the podcast this week. I'm weighing it. Clemson LSU would be the first one, and not only would it be great football, it'll finally settle who is actually Death Valley. One of you guys can't be Death Valley. The winner can, the loser, you gotta pick something else. Then give me Michigan and Texas, two blue blood programs, historically great football programs. We never know if they're fully back. Michigan's been more back recently, but Texas is always back, question mark. Play it out on the field, see who's actually back. And then my next one's a little bit of self-awareness, folks, and that's what we have to do. Texas A&M versus Penn State, who's the biggest cult? I think it's a good thing to be a cult. That means you love your team that much. Play it out on the field. Plus, those stadiums would look unbelievable. And then a little recency bias, but OU-USC right now would be electric. Yes, Barstool cliche electric. The Lincoln-Riley Bowl, except for OU would think that they won either way because I think sometimes they care more about USC losing than they do about winning. But either way, great football game. And then lastly, I would want to see Arkansas and Ohio State. Ohio State would beat the shit out of them every time, but it's the two meanest fan bases on the planet. So can you imagine those two teams going at each other? Incredible. I can't. Now, now let me start out with this, Eric. I thought the Clemson-LSU idea, that made sense. That made sense. Both schools in the South. You know, the whole battle for Death Valley idea. Hey, that's got a nice flavor to it. You can you can sell that. You can market that. I, I think it's a good pitch. Michigan, Texas. That's terrible. That's a terrible I mean, rivalry. It seems logical from the idea of it's too historic and but but inconsistent blue bloods forming a rivalry. But you know what? I, just, I don't see it. For me, I have, I'd have no excitement about that game. None. Texas A&M and Penn State. First of all, apparently they're cults. Did you know cult? this? Who's the biggest cult? Seriously? Are you asking me who the biggest cult is? Should I get my daughter to come in here and tell you who the biggest cult is? I mean, come on. It's I, us. I'm a Buckeye. <laughs> Hold my beer, okay? I mean, the fan base pales in comparison to the passion, commitment, and level of, let's call it, cult status that the Buckeye faithful have. I mean, come visit Columbus on a game day. Yeah, Happy Valley's a, a good place to watch a game, and it can be you know, a little exciting during their little whiteout thing. But you know what? Throwing on a damn white T-shirt, that does not make you a cult, okay? I mean, they are not a cult. Uh, I, I mean, I think, you know, if you're going to talk cult, let, let's call it what it is, Eric. I feel that we as Buckeye fans, maybe we are a bit cultish. I'm not going to lie. We have our own chant, man. I would say it right now, but the university already took it away from us, so I'm not going to go down that path. But, you know, uh, you go on to the, the, the Oklahoma-USC thing. I feel that's a reach. I like that one, though. I but I like Not I as a rivalry, but as a one-off game. Yes, and I can, I can get behind a one-off or even a home-and-home home series, but this is the thing. Yeah, Riley left OU to go to USC. Everybody's going to forget about it a few years from now. It's not like Tom Osborne has left Oklahoma to go coach the Longhorns or coach Oklahoma State. It, Riley left for another conference, another historic program, and more money. It's done. A couple years from now, nobody cares. 
happens all the time. I can't get excited for it. Now, then this girl done lost her mind completely. First of all, Ohio State has the meanest fan base in all of sports. Now, hold on, hold on. Let me say this. Who does she work for? Barstool Sports. Yes. Who's owned by a Michigan fan. Yes. But you know what? She doesn't, we do not have the meanest fans in all of sports. The most impassioned, I believe 100%. The most committed, without a doubt. The most fanatical, maybe. But not the meanest. I mean, are you serious? Have you ever been to any kind of a sports game in New York or Philadelphia? Forget about Boston. Oh my God, the obnoxious fans in Boston, they'll just run you out of the stadium. We are not the meanest fan base in sports, not even in the top 10. Uh, you know, and and then she wants us to play Arkansas. The only thing she said in that whole entire rant that made any sense is that the Buckeyes would roast those pigs every year. I mean, that's the only thing in that that made any sense at all. Why? Where's the interest? Like I said before, she clearly knows nothing about sports and even less about college football. That And that's all I can say about it. That was entertaining. I didn't have to say anything. I just sat back and let you go. That was awesome. Um, I think my blood pressure is up through the roof right now, Erica. The USC Oklahoma. I would like to see that in like let's let's call it a bowl game. If if they got to play a bowl game this year, I think that would be cool. Just the the Lincoln Riley factor to me. Yes. Now, now like I said, I'm with you. A one off makes sense to me. Clemson LSU again, home and home. Very cool. <laughs> Sarah, my wife says the lady had got you guys all flustered. <laughs> we aren't flustered, my I'm dear. I'm not flustered. I'm mad because it was stupid. There's no stupid. Uh, the, I just don't get the Arkansas Ohio State thing. I think that's so stupid. I think that literally was placed in there on purpose just to get people like you, Chris, fired up. It's the only Notre, reason why that I'm was. I'm feeling very Notre Dameish right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> like your buddy over there on the. On oh the, yeah, the old John podcast. John Kennedy gonna yeah. gonna get a vein blow a vein in his neck. Oh my gosh! So now that we've watched the react, we've reacted to the video, Chris. Yeah. You know what? Let's fix it. Let's fix it for her. Let's come up with some of our own rivalries that make sense. And down in the comment section, I want all of you to let us know what rivalries in college football do you think would make sense. Now, these these shouldn't be one-off games. That would be cool, okay? These need to be games that would make sense to create a rivalry, okay? And they don't have to be in the same conference, uh, especially with all the conference realignment we're getting, it's obviously, um, it's obviously uh, going to to uh, um, create some new rivalries in the future, and so we might see some of these actually come to fruition. Um, real quick, Robert says we are a religion, not a cult. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough, Robert. Fair enough. All right. Chris, do you want to start with one? I'll come up with one, and then we'll see if anybody has a new one in the comments section we could add. What's your first one? Now, I've got four very serious ones, Eric, and one that I just had to come up with because this one is Me too. Me. me too. So my first one would be to kick off the season, every season, we should have the Charmin Extra Soft, who can play the softest schedule classic. Oh, it's going to be Michigan. Michigan and Alabama. <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel like these are two blue blood programs who find a way to avoid playing anyone, any team of relevance through the non-conference schedule and who typically are granted fairly soft schedules by their conferences. It would just be nice to see both of them have to actually show up and play their starters for a game before the last game of the regular season. That would be great. So I propose... Michigan, Alabama, the Charmin Extra Soft, who can play the softest softest schedule classic? All right, I'll give you my fun one first, okay? Okay. This one I'm calling the 4.0 rivalry. Stanford 
Northwestern. They might not be very good on the football field, but it's the doctors versus the lawyers, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that one, I mean, that one makes sense to me. If, if Stanford ends up joining the Big Ten, you watch. That this be will become a rivalry. Yeah. This will become a rivalry. Uh, let's see. We have some here going up. Here's one from Donald Hoffer. Oh, I like this one. West Virginia versus Kentucky. And this makes sense. Boy. Thank that's you. Yes. That's beautiful. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Right there. Yeah. By the way, my wife and I just watched that on Netflix. Great show. Great show. Yeah. And and she, she look, look right off the bat. There she is. <laughs> there she is. All right, Chris. Uh, I got we got one from Frank. So go ahead. You give me another one. I'll give another one. We have one from Frank coming up. Okay. My next two are revivals. The first one being Nebraska versus Oklahoma. You know, I love the old Big Eight rivalry. I love that type of just grinded out grunt football with your big uglies controlling the game. I feel like the near scare Nebraska gave Oklahoma last year could be a you know a a door to renew that uh, rivalry a little bit. I think you got Nebraska, a team that's going to improve under Matt Rule. Oklahoma, a team that's well, down a little bit last year, still relevant. Call me nostalgic. I like the rivalry. I want to see it brought back. Yes, yes. Okay, here's one for me. Um, I'm calling this one the convicts versus the Catholics. Miami, Notre Dame. That should be a yearly football game. I love that rivalry. And if you go back, they played, I think, a couple years ago for the first they time did. in a long time since like Yeah, they the, were big uh, in the uh, 70s and 80s. Yeah, I think that rivalry. And if we could get Notre Dame and Miami to join the Big Ten, there you go. It's going to happen. Yeah. And speaking of teams joining the Big Ten, uh, Frank uh, uh, Taraka, I, I, I hope I'm not butchering your name, Frank, um, which we got to have him on the show uh, as well. He writes uh, along with myself and Ryan over at uh, Scarlet and Game. He says USC Ohio State will become a big rivalry. Yes, it, I believe it's going to. Yes. You know the Big Ten will want to pit them against each other as often as possible. And the other school that you're going to see in that rivalry is USC versus Michigan. And I also have that on my list, Chris, and I called this the two most pretentious fan bases she used uh she used the term what was it angry fan bases or yes or whatever the most two most pretentious fan bases are the state up north the team up north and usc and i think this will be another rivalry i really do i think those two will become a rivalry but i think usc and ohio state on the field will be a rivalry just because they're both good chris what you got well, the good news about USC and Michigan fans, Eric, is, you know, the, the, the great thing about USC and Michigan fans, if it rains, half of them are going to drown. So that's, that's good. Anyhow, uh, again, I'm, I'm bringing back a little nostalgia here on this next one. A historic one that graced the television sets every Thanksgiving day for what seemed like an eternity, Eric. I've even seen it put into movies as, as part of the tradition. And that was how about Texas and Texas A&M? I know they're very bitter. Uh, first, Texas uh, to, towards A&M about leaving the uh, Big 12. And now A&M towards Texas about coming to the Big 12. But Eric, as long as I can remember, it, was, it seemed like a century long, those two teams played every Thanksgiving day. That was a tradition. As much as the Dallas Cowboys or Detroit Lions playing on Thanksgiving day, that was a tradition. And I think that's a rivalry that must be renewed. It's coming, um, whether Texas A&M wants it or not. I get, I think it's coming. Uh, speaking of SEC teams, I got Texas. I think Texas Alabama is going to be a great rivalry, especially if Texas does improve and Alabama takes a step back, which looks like it's happening. This yeah. could be a great redneck rivalry. I mean, you got two redneck fan bases down there, um, and I think that 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 could be a lot of fun. Uh, on a on a well, football you, Saturday. You look last Saturday, last year, Eric. Right up till Ewers goes down with injury, him him and Robinson had Alabama on the ropes. Yep. And even after that, I mean, we we've do it's well documented. They should have won that game, mm -hmm. if not for some bad officiating. I think they win that game. To be honest. Yeah. So uh, I, I I think that's going to be a great rivalry. That should be a great one. Uh, and we we talked about it a little bit earlier. You know, how about Ohio State Notre Dame? I mean, it just seems mm -hmm. logical. You've got two historic programs, rich in tradition, two great fan bases. 
You got a former Buckeye at the helm of the Irish. You got Ohio State stealing back Laurinaitis. Then Laurinaitis flips one of the Irish's top targets. We got Lorenzo Styles coming back. Just such a great buildup. So many little things all just working together. Uh, you know, and, and I would love nothing more than every season. I'm sorry, I just saw the comment from Donald Hoffer. <laughs> to get go, it up. To get a go one on one with with your boy John from the Notre Dame cast, man. Yeah, because I'll tell you, I think that'd be a lot of fun. We might have as much fun us our podcast versus his as the game would be. I'm telling yeah. you, I feel it. Yeah. So you gotta let me see the the. the I can't see the comments. You gotta let me see it. Sign me up for that. Wow, that sounds great. The Baptist versus the Catholics. That's what that would be. The because TCU is a Baptist school. <laughs> we're not. We're not quite to where we were with Arizona State and Brigham Young uh, a few years back with you and Aaron. but We're on YouTube now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, just go back into our archives and look that one up, guys, because that one's a great one. <laughs> the Mormons versus the, uh, the others. Let's just say that. Robert Allen says, Ohio State, West Virginia, big in Ohio Valley. Uh, What's it say? Loserines and Bama. Bama. Notre Dame, UCLA. Hmm. The gold helmets. The helmets. That's what he's calling there. Ohio State, Kentucky. That'll never happen. Yeah. Notre Dame, uh, OSU. OSU, or I don't, oh, Notre Dame and the U, Miami. OSU and USC. Yep. Uh, Team up north in UCLA. Well, we're going to see that one. Yeah. And OSU and USC, I think that's one that's obviously coming, Eric, like you said. Uh, you got two of the best young coaches in football, two great offensive minds. Who doesn't want to see these guys? I mean, these guys wake up, and all they do is pump out first-round quarterbacks, these two guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to see that, uh, you know, that matchup every year with those guys matching wits? I, I think with USC coming, I'm with these guys. I think it's on there. I agree. Uh, Ohio State Notre Dame would be huge. Yeah, it's going to be this year. Just look at the ticket prices. My gosh, absolutely disgusting for those ticket prices right now. This was a lot of fun, guys. I had a lot. I, I my favorite one is Kentucky West Virginia, the Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, that's a great one. That is that was that was brilliant. Um, that was really good, Donald. I thought that was great. Um, yeah, there's if you just stop and think about it, there really are a lot of good rivalries out there. Most of them are geographical, and that's just going by the wayside, guys. Um, the the more you can jump in a plane and fly cross country quicker now than you ever could before, and so you know geography's not nearly as big as it used to be. I mean, shoot, we got two West Coast teams three time zones away joining the Big Ten Conference. Uh, can you imagine the, the the trip that Rutgers and Maryland are going to have to take when they fly all the way out to L.A.? I mean, back in the day, that would have been terrible. But today, it's, you know, yeah. about what, six hours? Yeah, it's not bad. I'm telling it, it's there is so much potential for so many good rivalries. And like you said, it's hard to believe that Kevin Warren was the architect of this. Yeah. But when it came to expansion... He was on it, man. It really yeah, was it a was reaction. Really quite it brilliant. Was a, it was a reaction to Oklahoma and Texas going to SEC. And the Big Ten didn't want to get left behind. And they jumped on two teams who were um, frustrated with the television deal in the Pac-12. It made sense. And so now they had the L.A. footprint. And now it's the next steps. What will the next steps be that that in college football? And, you know, you know I'm with you, Larry. I'm a traditionalist, man. I wish Big Ten was still 10 teams, to be honest with you. And we played nine conference games. Gone, though, they're gone. They're, they're gone. Yeah. They don't exist anymore. And so let's go ahead and embrace the new. And you know what? We're going to get new rivalries. And I think yeah. that's pretty cool, you know? Um, so let's just embrace those and, and, and go with that, man. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. We do have another guest lined up for next week, but I'm not going to jinx this, so I'm not going to tell you all who it is. So I I won't jinx you all, but it's a pretty big guest as well. And hopefully that all works out for uh, for next week. So, but hey, I enjoyed this little kind of midsummer off the beaten path 
kind of discussion, Chris. It was it was fun tonight, and and good on uh, good on you tonight, Donald. You win for for that great rivalry. I, I uh, idea. I love that West Virginia Kentucky Hatfield McCoys. That was cool. That was that was great. All right, guys, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. Send Carmen Ohio with all your heart. Until next time, OH. I owe.